The Pilgrimage of the Heart podcast is brought to you by PYO.Yoga, an online studio for all your yoga needs, including videos in Spanish and Russian. This podcast is also brought to you by Pilgrimage of the Heart Yoga, located in San Diego and serving over 1,000 yogis a week. Hi, this is Sujantra. Join me now and every week to discover the beauty, joy, and peace that lies just underneath. Okay, I'd like to welcome everyone here this evening. My name is Sujantra. I'll be leading the class, and this is Pujari on the harmonium. And... To get started tonight, just uh, two announcements. Is anyone here for the first time who didn't get the little blue booklet? Just a couple people? Okay. Let me get a couple of those for you. So this is a booklet of my teacher's writings. I mean, a, a, a small excerpt of them that I think will be helpful in the journey. Was there one more? The journey of meditation and the inner learning. It's always good to have some fresh inspiration in your mind, which is our topic this evening for the uh, meditation is the mind. And also then after the meditation, anyone, anybody who would like to stay, we do uh, 20 minutes of philosophy. So uh, coming up this week, and just want to let you know, there's a kirtan group from New York that's coming to play here at the yoga studio on Saturday night. So Saturday night, September 3rd, really good group. Um, we, we've invited them. They're on tour. So there's flyers on the bookshelf out there. And then a, a small publishing company in Germany printed uh, a short book I wrote called Pilgrimage of the Heart, what my teacher taught me. So it's uh, basically a little autobiography of my journey into the world of meditation and um, learning from a spiritual teacher. So um, they're $10. I have some here tonight. They'll also be in the uh, gift shop. And my friend who uh, has been a great mentor in... Uh, friend of mine for many years in the spiritual journey, Pujari's brother actually, just wrote a book of poetry called Heart Nest of Gratitude. So gratitude is a really great emotion to focus on if you want to transform um, your consciousness. So a lot of times we find ourselves in a mood or a state of mind that can really feel like you're stuck in it. You know, your mind just keeps going in the same patterns or what you're going through emotionally, you seem kind of stuck. And one of the great ways to pull out of that is through the um, feeling of gratitude. My mom used to say that whenever, whenever, growing up, whenever we'd feel sorry for ourselves or bored or we'd start complaining, she'd always point out someone who, someone else who had it much worse off than we did. And, and you know, to pull yourself out of that um, feeling sorry for yourself. And so I'll just read one of the poems that I like. 
It's when I devotedly turn the pages of my life's gratitude story, my heart's temple doors open to an invisible glory. When I devotedly turn the pages of my life's gratitude story, my heart's temple doors open to an invisible glory. And that invisible glory is that joy and happiness that is inside of each of us, that's our essence. But when we're complaining or bemoaning or just when we're, when we're closing our consciousness down, then we're turning the pages of you know, sadness or poor me or feeling sorry for ourselves. And when we're, when we're turning the pages of that book, it doesn't, it doesn't feel good. It's not uplifting. Whereas when you open up the pages of your gratitude story, you feel grateful for being alive or for the things you have or what you've had or the experiences you've had. When you start to feel and think about those things, then you open up a different energy inside yourself as what he calls the invisible glory. So the power of gratitude. So during the meditation, I'll um, repeat this poem again once we're in the meditative state and you can see if you can open up your gratitude pages. Start turning them. So what I wanted to touch base on this evening um, before we go into our meditation is the mind. And oftentimes in meditation or spiritual philosophy, Sometimes the mind is, its importance is downplayed, I think. So a lot of times an oversimplification of meditation is that you try to completely stop your mind or, or um, that somehow the mind is, is full of thoughts and those thoughts are assumed not to be helpful. You know, so sometimes spiritual philosophy says that. But in the little blue booklet, uh, Sri Chamoy writes, we all know that the mind plays an important role in our outer life as well as in our spiritual life. So we all know that to become proficient in something, in our careers or in arts or things you want to study and learn, you have to learn to use your, you have to use your mind to do it, to memorize things, to concentrate, to focus, to read, to learn. So the mind is really important outwardly so that we can function well in life, but also in our spiritual journey. And he writes, the function of the mind is to remove the cloud of doubt. The function of the mind is to remove the cloud of doubt. And so that brings up the question of what is the cloud of doubt? What is the cloud of doubt? And in spiritual philosophy, it's said that the cloud of doubt is basically when we doubt our own true nature. So spiritual philosophy says that inside of us is the soul, and the soul is full of light. It's full of beautiful energy. It's bliss. It's happiness. It's that pure essence of existence. But we don't always feel it, or maybe we don't feel it at all. Or we have intimations that we once felt it, but we've lost that feeling. 
And so we really we start to doubt that that part of ourselves even exists anymore because we become lost in our worries and our anxieties and the stress of our day-to-day -day life. And so we forget our true nature. So often it's said that the spiritual journey is reawakening to our true nature, getting out of the world of forgetfulness, forgetting our essence. And so the function of the mind is to remove the cloud of doubt. And the way the, your mind does that is primarily through spiritual reading and the use of mantras. So also in this passage he writes, in the spiritual life, if we want to make the fastest progress, we should always read the things that will inspire us and lead us towards our goal. So where you put your mind has a significant impact on where your consciousness goes, where your awareness goes. So if you pick up a spiritual book and do 20 minutes of spiritual reading, you're going to be in a much different place than if you turn on the news for 20 minutes and watch the world news. Or if you read the New York Times for 20 minutes versus uh, repeating a mantra for 20 minutes or a positive affirmation. Now, it's not to say that you shouldn't watch the news or read the paper, but you have to know what your goal is at any given time. So if your goal is to start your workday by seeing what's going on in the world, then you use your mind for that. But if your goal is to enter into a higher consciousness or let go of stress or anxiety, then it's important that you focus your mind on things that uplift you. So spiritual reading, spiritual music, uh, mantras. So focusing your mind on those type of energies will direct your whole being into that realm. So again, in summation, to acknowledge the, the importance of your mind and your ability to think clearly, and then the power that your mind has in terms of where you focus your mind, you're going to go into that realm of consciousness. So if you focus your mind on a beautiful sunset, then that's where your consciousness and your mood will move. It'll move into um, that subtle beauty. If you focus your mind, um, yeah, wherever you focus your mind, your consciousness um, absorbs that energy. So realizing the power of your mind and the importance of fo focusing it on your goals. A really nice thing to do is, in terms of goals, is to create a vision board. Has anyone ever created a vision board? Okay. So it's a, it's a nice thing to do. Basically, you can um, grab a few magazines of topics that interest you and just get a piece of paper and um, cut out pictures that represent either what you value in life right now, well, what you value and or things you want to do or achieve in life. And you cut them out and, and put them on the board, tape them on or glue them on, maybe write some words that represent those things. And have that somewhere where, you, where you'll see it each day in your house. And that will, again, move your mind in that direction. Because each day if you see that, if you see your goals represented, then you'll tend to think about them more. 
when you close your eyes, you'll start to see those images. And the things that you want to amplify in your life or the goals you want to reach will come uh, much more quickly to you or into your life. Really good movie is the, called The Secret. The Secret, it's all about um, that kind of visualization. So the power of creating a, a vision board. Okay, so the function of the, the mind is to remove the cloud of doubt. And that cloud of doubt can also be there because of other people. I was with a friend recently, and he had, um, he's a great musician, wonderful musician. And he's currently playing um, the djembe. He's a percussionist primarily. He's playing some African drums. And he used to play the tablas, which are Indian, Indian drums. And I said, um, and I knew he had an Indian teacher. I said, what happened to the tablas? And he said that his, his, his Indian music teacher broke his heart because he, he, said, he told him, he said some things to him um, that were really harsh about his abilities. And it just totally discouraged him. And so he just basically dropped playing the tablas. And so the same thing happens in our lives. Things people have told us when we're young or a couple days ago or whatever it is, things that people tell us can be very discouraging sometimes and can cast a lot of doubt on our own abilities. And so the cloud of doubt is, again, something, um, it's not necessarily, we didn't necessarily put it there, but we are the ones who are holding on to it. So the other option of my friend was to disregard what the person had said or to evaluate it and realize, hey, I am a good musician. I just you know, didn't practice tablas eight hours a day <laughs> growing up in India like this guy did. So of course, he's going to have a different attitude. Um, so the cloud of doubt gets there through other people or through society or other ways, but we have to take responsibility for holding on to it. So we're not responsible for putting it there, but we are responsible for it con continuing to be there. And we can learn to let go of it, again, um, by using our mind at its highest abilities. And then finally, the last thing, and this is something we'll do in our meditation tonight, <clears throat> In the last part of the passage, Sri Chamoy says, Therefore, we must not discard the mind. Rather, what we should do is be always conscious of the mind, to be always conscious of it. And so that's the idea that's taught in mindfulness a lot, which is just observing your mind. Thoughts come and go, but try not to be attached to them. Just observe the mind in a somewhat detached way. And that detachment you can get by staying focused in your breathing or listening to the music. The different things we concentrate on during the meditation, hold your awareness there and just observe the movements of your mind. Don't try to stop them all because that's a very advanced state. But to learn just to step back, observe the mind, and then we fo we'll focus on some really positive things to try to start to remove that cloud of doubt. Okay, great, so with that, we'll get into our meditation. And just while, while I'm closing the doors um, and getting on the music, what I'm gonna suggest is that you um, 
link your breathing to something to release stress in your shoulders and neck. So you could do some shoulder rolls um, as you breathe in, shoulders come forward and up. Exhale back and down. The other thing you can do is neck rolls, just rolling your, your head in both directions. So just linking that to your breath, linking breath to movement. If you've been sitting at a desk all day and at a keyboard, our muscles get stuck in one position. It's good to release that muscular energy. You can also open and close your hands in synchronicity with your breath. So open your hands wide as you breathe in. Clench your fists as you exhale. Mirror the movement of your lungs with that of your hands. Good, and then bringing your body to a point of stillness. If possible, breathing in and out through your nose. Breathing in and out as slowly and gently as possible. Without straining your breathing. And now we'll do some conscious relaxation. As you breathe in, become aware of the muscles in your forehead and around your eyes. As you exhale, allow those muscles to release and relax. Breathing in an awareness of the muscles in your cheeks and jaw. Exhaling, feeling those muscles melting.
Breathing in an awareness of the muscles in the back of your neck and shoulders. Feeling the release on the exhale. Breathing in an awareness of your expanding chest on the inhale. Exhale, feeling a release in your heart. Then identifying one other part of your body, either on the surface or deep inside, one other area where you feel or suspect there's tension or holding. As you breathe in, become aware of that area. As you exhale, allow those muscles to release.
Now with our bodies calm, we'll move into yogic concentration. Open your eyes just enough so you can see a darker spot of bamboo flooring. Or gazing up at the picture, pick a spot of color. In either case, just holding your eyeballs still and calm. Feel your breath. And allow thoughts to come and go while staying focused on your eyes. Now letting your eyelids gently close, shift your awareness to your ears, focusing in on the sound of the music. Now for the sense of touch, concentrating on touch, you can do any, any of the following or any combination. Feeling of breath moving in and out through your nose. Feeling of your heartbeat. Or the gentle pulse in the tip of each thumb. Breath, heartbeat, or pulse.
Now bring your awareness to the area of your chest. If you can feel your heart beat, you can concentrate there on the feeling of the heartbeat. Otherwise, just be aware of the region of your chest. And visualize that as you breathe in, breath enters from your back. So pick a point on your spine, directly behind your heart. And imagine that as you breathe in, you're drawing energy in through that point into your heart center. And then as you exhale, the energy flows outward, forward, from your heart out. So drawing energy in from behind. Exhale, letting it move outward. You can give the energy a color. You can create an image for your heart center, if you like. Now just let your awareness rest in your heart space and try to just observe your mind. So stay rooted in your heart and just observe, be conscious of your mind's movements but unattached to them. Now bring your focus back to the technique of drawing in energy from behind you, filling your heart with it, exhaling forward. And in your own way, bring in the sentiment of gratitude. So I'll read the poem again and just create imagery or feeling or colors that bring gratitude into this technique. When I devotedly turn the pages of my life's gratitude story, my heart's temple doors open to an invisible glory. 
when I devotedly turn the pages of my life's gratitude story, my heart's temple doors open to an invisible glory. Now let that exercise subside. Again, just being aware of your heart space, the feeling of gratitude. And the last technique we'll do before we chant Om is a simple mantra. And again, create imagery or link it to your breath in however it works for you. But the basic mantra is, I am not the body, I am the soul. I am not the body, I am the soul.
Now you can let this exercise subside. Just feel the effects of it. Now we're going to end with a little chanting of the mantra Om. We're going to go up the scale on the mantra Om. And during this exercise, you can either just fully focus on the oming, or you can at the same time do one of the three techniques we did. You can be breathing in and out gratitude, that energy of gratitude. You can use that mantra, I'm not the body, I am the soul, or the technique of just observing your mind. So we're going to chant Om. Pujari will play through the notes that we're going to sing, chant it on. So that's one cycle. One more time, you'll hear the cycle. So let's start by just humming it. Big breath in. This time just creating the ah sound. Now the whole ohm. One more time.
Each time you end your meditation, slowly and gradually bring your awareness back to your body and surroundings as much as you need to, but as much as you're able to, holding on to this inner feeling. So to reemphasize, understanding the value and importance of your mind and knowing that spiritually, through good spiritual reading or mantras, singing, chanting, that through your mind you can remove that cloud of doubt and reconnect yourself with your own deeper nature. And then from the poem, the gratitude poem, utilizing the energy of gratitude, of gratefulness, of thankfulness in your own life and using that quality to deepen your meditation experiences. Okay, well, very nice uh, meditating with everyone. Uh, anyone who wants to go deeper into Sri Chinmoy's philosophy, Pujari offers a class on Thursday nights at um, 6 p.m. down behind Jyoti Bihanga Vegetarian Restaurant. That's every Thursday night. It's, it's a four-week series. You can step in at any point. And then again, the Kirtan Soul Revival, Saturday night. And then um, the book. And if you buy a copy, I'm happy to sign them if you'd like one signed. All right, so have a good evening. And if you're going to stay for the philosophy, um, we'll start in about five minutes. Thanks for joining us. This has been a production of Pilgrimage of the Heart Yoga. Join us at our studios here in San Diego or visit us online at pyo.yoga. Namaste.